0: Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast. My name is Tim Malloy. I'm Matt Donnelly. And with us this week, our esteemed guest making her triumphant return,
1: Beatrice Verhoeven.
2: Hi, Beatrice. Hi. How are you?
1: Wonderful. How are you guys?
2: We're good. We're so excited to have you because you have pulled off this incredible feat. Um, Well, first, let me explain. Tim, tell the people what we do here on the Shoot This Now podcast.
0: On the Shoot This Now podcast, we pitch different nonfiction ideas that we think should be made into movies, and Beatrice pitched just one such idea, taken from Twitter, and it is now indeed, as Beatrice exclusively reported yesterday, going to be made into a movie.
2: Aw, yeah. So you could kind of call Shoot This Now a hit factory, because that's what it is. Uh, Totally. We set it up, and then the studios knock them on down. Um, if you didn't remember Beatrice's episode, we'll, we'll certainly link to it um, in the show notes here. But Beatrice came on and told us about a viral internet ghost story centered on a child ghost haunting New York real estate named Dear David.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. So, BuzzFeed writer, former BuzzFeed writer, Adam Ellis, he basically on August 7th of last year just tweeted that a, ch- a dead child was haunting him.
2: NBD. No big deal. And
1: no, like none, right? And totally calm. And... Over the pa- over the next four months, he just, like, so elaborately describes what happens to him. You know, like, his cats go crazy. This kid is just following him around. He has images and pictures and videos to prove it. And it's just, like, everyone is, like, I had alerts set up for his tweets because I was just so engrossed in the story. And I guess other people were, too, because he amassed over a million Twitter followers. Yeah. And this went on for a while. It got crazier and crazier and then in December he kind of decided he didn't want to continue yeah. the story. Um, and yeah, then I think I was on this show in February, right? And yeah. then um I pit, I kind of pitched this as a great movie. Totally. And here we
2: are. And not and not for nothing, um he has had released images of of his ghost uh he said he downloaded an app that took a, a, like one photo exposure every 60 seconds yeah and ran it through the night and there are pictures of david which became a worldwide sensation the daily mail which is like you know no offense it's not the new york times but the daily mail which is a massive uk publication put it on their front page
1: it's like the first ghost story that plays out on social media yeah. and you know so basically how i kind of came across the story or like how i kind of followed it was uh, I went to Sundance, and yeah. I told my screenwriter friends about this wonderful, creepy, horrifying story. And they were like, oh, we're going to look into it. We're going to see, you know, uh, if we can pick up the rights. Yeah. And they reached out, and apparently the rights had been sold. So at that point, I was like, aha. Uh-huh. So, you know.
2: Your think me started. Uh-huh, the started gears better. were turning.
0: investigating.
1: I did, and four months later, I finally figured out that Dan Lin, Formerly from Lynn Pictures, you know, producer of It, producer of Sherlock Holmes, producer of the Lego movie, he will actually partner with his Rideback Productions company and uh, BuzzFeed Studios to bring this to the big screen.
0: Wow. So, Do you have any idea when this is going to happen?
1: I mean, I'm going to guess it's going to come out in the next year and a half or something. It's I mean, on the script stage. Yeah, they're, so they're, they definitely have it scripted. Um, there's, it, it basically was just described as like a horror thriller. There was no other real um, story details, but Mike Van Boyes is attached as a writer. Um, you know there's great producers on the project mm-hmm. and
2: well also this is the studio I mean look at Danlin's track record and, and their first look deal at Warner Brothers which obviously has the Correct. imprint new line which is a uh, talk about a real hit factory they make these films for almost nothing market them in a perfect way that engages with their audience and they reap hundreds of millions of dollars so I think that they have a really solid mechanism for doing this so I would yeah guess two years is a great time frame most notably is the Conjuring
1: um, franchise which yeah. also has countless spinoffs Oscar. and everything so
2: yeah one comes out this year, right? I believe so. The nun? Yeah. yeah. I
1: think this October or November. Nice. Maybe September even.
2: Um and also Dan's a, g- a huge producer in general. He's producing the live action Aladdin with Will Smith yes. as the genie that you'll see soon. Um but yeah, it's it's incredible. Um where where did you where do you see this like how much money do you see something like this making? Because Beatrice is our business one of our business reporters. Here. I
1: mean, I don't know because i I think it's still gonna be kind of an indie yeah situation yeah. um I really don't know I mean it depends kind of what a list or what star they get you know like we've been trying to dreamcast even like Adam Ellis the writer himself he posted on Instagram and was like who should play me and all these people are pitching mm-hmm. now who should play him Justin Thoreau. I said Kyle too Chandler old. I know he's too old too old someone said Ryan Gosling which I'm like okay all
2: right calm
1: down um you know there's so many, yeah it it all depends right. kind of
2: what's also interesting is that Adam stopped tweeting and there's no resolution to the story right so if all the millions of people that engaged with dear David need to go to a movie to um to see how the story ends, or if there is an ending, or if anything bad befalls him, I think that's a really great incentive.
0: Well, I think the thinking for them is probably, oh my gosh, millennials are all over this show. We're finally getting millennials to come into a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I got in trouble with one of our writers this week because I insisted that millennials use their phones a lot. And that writer said that that was really condescending. And then I sent that writer a story that said millennials interact with their phones more than they interact with other humans. Yeah. And I don't just think that's a millennial thing. I think that's happening to everybody. Yeah. And if you've ever been in a movie theater full of 65-year-olds, you see that they interact with their phones an awful lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't seem to know how to turn off the ringer.
2: They're Googling all the references they see on screen. That the and they're like, what's
0: DJ Khaled?
2: No. Um. <laughs> but, um,
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I think this has, like, a good built-in buzzfeed audience, which is yeah. really nice. It'll yeah. also
2: be a great test to see if they can convert 26 million Twitter people into ticket buyers, because that is the ballgame.
1: I right? mean, BuzzFeed also has that other great movie based on a Twitter story coming out, Brother Orange. What's that? It's this... I guess this writer lost his phone, and a month later, he looks on his iCloud, c- and all these pictures of like a Chinese man come up standing in front of an orange tree. And so he flies to China to find his phone, and he chronic- chronicled the whole thing on Twitter. And it's yeah. such a hilarious story, and now uh, Jim Parsons is actually going to star in it.
2: Do you think that's heartwarming?
0: It sounds like it's going to be real achy-breaky. Heartbreaking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just feel it like it's follow. like um, Lion with Twitter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, oh Twitter was God. a
2: part of Lion, wasn't it? Was it? Whoops. Or f- Facebook, yeah.
1: It's been a while since I've seen it, so. Yeah. Great movie. Anyway.
0: I should also footnote occasionally during this episode, Matt is going to lapse into a German ass- accent because Beatrice, <laughs> as you may have guessed, Beatrice is
2: my treasured co worker and seatmate, and she's. Kind of an okay person. She's um but she German, is German, German, so I always like to do her accent like this, yeah.
1: That's not my accent.
2: But you do it with me too, don't you? No. Nine? Nine. Hello from the other side.
1: Anyway. Oh wow,
2: you're really gonna front on this podcast, like we Indeed. don't talk to each other like that all day. Well,
1: I have important stuff to talk about. Um, yeah.
2: Then continue, please.
1: Um, so I spoke to Adam. Um oh, did you? Yeah, and you know, the question of all questions is is this story real? I think For me, who'd been following it for a while, it all started to crumble when there was kind of a photo that he claimed was uploaded to his Instagram story, which was like really bizarre. It looked like two photos meshed into one, and there was like a photo of a child that kind of like blurred in, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's David. But it just looked so fake, and you know, uh, all the Twitter followers were like, oh, I have that app too, like nice editing job. And so the question of all questions is, is the story real? And I asked him, and he basically said, I've never been interested in convincing anyone that ghosts are real. I just wanted to tell my story. If it was all fiction, I probably would have updated more than once every couple weeks.
0: Burn. Wow. Hey. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. Pretty
2: serious. It's it's also, by the way, sorry, Adam, it's a non-answer.
1: I mean, he does at the beginning say, you know, we, I'm pretty if the tired. If wasn't
2: true, would I have updated
0: it more than twice a week? Ooh. Come on, Adam, just tell us, are ghosts real or not? <laughs> Cut to the chase, man. Tell us definitively. He did say
1: at the beginning of that answer that he just, like, is kind of just over people asking that question because by the time they get t- to his Twitter page, they've already made up <laughs> well, their mind.
2: What's really funny, too, is that he's a, I, I don't know what he did at BuzzFeed. I believe he might have worked in video or in, in creative.
0: He was in the ghost department. He was <laughs> He was
2: um, he was at uh, Buzzfeed cast, um, <laughs> but uh, he is an animator as well, and he has a line of like characters and and cute animations and 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 st- comic strips that he puts on merchandise and coffee mugs and stuff. So like he'll tweet seventeen dear Davids, and then I'll be like, oh, and here's my new um you know uh, first date series that's anime, and then there's always something like fuck off dude I'm here for dear David this is disgusting Like, it's, <laughs> it's like you know some like young female teenager like lame like, yeah and people yeah. threaten
1: to unfollow people him people are
2: savage about anything else he's trying to do but give us more ghost stories I mean like or yeah. tape it through or not.
1: How, how much longer can he do this he can't tweet for the rest of his life about this six year old child haunting him with yeah. half his head missing and if
2: David is real I dare say David will grow impatient sometime soon yeah, too. Yeah. yeah I
0: mean and these people who are like stop going on dates I want you to focus on being haunted by a six year old child with I want you to be missing. miserable in
1: your I know apartment. You want to do
0: CrossFit, but we need an ending to the ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah.
1: Poor guy. Oh Adam's listening to
2: the Adam's listening to this like with a single tear eating ramen while a child <laughs> ghost runs around the room. And he's like why?
1: And his cats why? are like meowing. <laughs> yeah, his poor cats. Where are the cats and all
0: this? Oh god, yeah. Well,
1: the cats have been a really, really strong part of this. Yeah, um, they we, are kind of the motion sensors. We, yeah, we that's, spoke that's about...
0: built in your contract with BuzzFeed, right? Cats have to somehow be
2: involved. Yeah. Oh no. Well, no, they give you one on your first day. <laughs> They're like,
1: oh, and you're like,
2: oh, God. And they're like, if it dies, you get fired.
0: Here's the font. Here are the cats. So, <laughs> so it's kind, kind of
1: like a love fern. Yes. If the love fern and dies, your the relationship's button. over. Pick
2: your button. Easy. <laughs> Win. LOLs. Um, I want to work at BuzzFeed now. That, that like, oh, that, like that's. <laughs> <laughs> what Sex in the City character are you? Um. But uh, am I? I don't know who we are. Let's we'll talk. About, actually, we should end with what a Sex and City character Sure. Real. But you bring up a really good point. Um, I think one of the other creative things about the narrative and how slowly it burned is, is that there was no like in horror movies when the sun comes up, order is restored. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a body count. There's a final girl. The police sirens are coming down the dirt road. Like it's gonna be okay. This story was him being a young guy in New York working and not sleeping a wink because he's being terrorized by a ghost. And, like, uh, having to go to work, saying that, it, that he was being taken into rooms by employers, like, are you okay? Like, I think at even one point, no, I won't speculate about that, but... Um,
0: You're going to speculate that he was actually out, like, having fun all night, and then his no. boss was like, what's going on? And he was like, uh, uh, there's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ghost in no, my house. No, but now
2: that's a good idea for a Seth Rogen comedy, where <laughs> a guy gets hung over all the time and then just makes up a ghost.
0: It'd be called, like, Dear Chad. <laughs> It'd be called, like, <laughs> dear Seth. <laughs> dear um, Grant.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dear Sumner. <laughs> Um, but so that's amazing is like he had so few joys in life and he was being like this was distracting him every single night and he had these two cats he loved and then yeah they became sort of like an indicator of when David would have arrived into the apartment mm-hmm. so instead of looking at these fondly or as like something safe or, or fun like they they were literally like oh ghost is here and now we're gonna hop up and down and scream and cry
1: I mean if it is fake you know you gotta give it to Adam like what yeah. a story I you know our Given, co-worker what, the, the, fraud,
2: the fraud lawsuit or what
1: our coworker hadn't read the story so yesterday when all this was going down he started reading it it's a 360 tweet storify are you, are you talking about former podcast
0: guest trey williams
1: i am talking about former podcast guest trey Everybody williams go
0: back and listen to the episode. shout out
2: um, i yes, will that was oceans eight meets django unchained
1: but anyway so he he read it and his face just went to complete horror and he like he didn't know what to say mm-hmm. and it's such an interesting story you know, and there's so many copycats out there now. Like, I was telling Matt you yesterday about The Vanishing Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another story that's just, it, it's another one where it's, like, this guy just tweeted out to his followers, like, help. And now he has 130,000 mm. followers. Yeah. And he's chronicling the story of, like, a blackout in a city. He's oh running God. out of food. He thinks someone's coming into his house at night. Um, and he just sees this man standing outside his window. Um. That's something
0: the Manson family did before they killed the LaBiancas. Really? They yeah. actually like went into their house and moved furniture around like as a test run. Oh, to gaslight which is, like them? the scariest thing ever. Oh my god, that is so Maybe scary.
1: Maybe they have returned.
0: Yeah, home invasion uh, is really, really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah there's, a n- there's
2: a Netflix movie title that's available now called A Hush, about a deaf woman who lives in the woods. And uh, it's just a bunch of, the first 20 minutes is just a series of a of, uh, stalker with a gun and a mask just appearing at random windows. Ugh. Or, or even coming in at, at certain points and she can't hear him. And it's just so disturbing.
1: I'm also reading a book right now, The Woman in the Window. It's going to be made into, I think, a feature film with a- Amy Adams. Mm. Mm. And she, um, there was a part yesterday about a home invasion where she like wakes up and she gets an image sent her email of herself sleeping. Uh. Oh god. And like someone was clearly in her house, but the cops don't believe her. And I did not go to sleep for four hours after I read that because I read before I go to bed. Can she show the cops the picture? They said she took it herself and pretended she was sleeping. The how cops would are like, we know
2: a selfie went now, ma'am.
1: Literally, that's what they say. They're like, this looks like a selfie.
0: Wow, those are some bad cops. Yeah, those aren't BuzzFeed cops. because BuzzFeed no, the cops Mm-mm. They would know exactly. They'd be like, your chin would be
2: much more flattering if you took this yourself.
1: I mean, it's true. Who and takes a true. photo like? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pushing my head into my. Are both neck. of her arms in the picture? No, it's like <laughs>
2: close <laughs> up. You guys, we're going to break this episode of Shit This Now to do a forensic analysis <laughs> of the photo <laughs> of the a
1: woman w- in the window. Yeah, right. the woman in the window.
0: Is there a filter? <laughs> Is there backlighting? Wow. <laughs> You know what I really like about Dan Lin doing this? Mm. Um, The fact that he's going from it to this, just like shows you where horror has gone. Like he's gone from adapting a thousand page or even longer novel. I think it's Mm -hmm. 1,300. 1,300, which I was actually for a while reading before I fell asleep, and that was a bad idea. Um, Same. He he goes from (laughs) adapting this 1,300 page book to adapting a bunch of tweets. But it kind of does the same thing. Like Stephen King talks a lot about terror versus horror. Mm And something he's really good at is building terror, like just like the sense of dread, the sense of menace that's coming. And, you know, he does that through it very well. And Adam does that really well through these tweets. I mean, we really never get to like the pure horror of Mm -hmm. the tweets. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Maybe that will come in the movie. But I just think it's interesting that across these different mediums and across these different decades, they're essentially doing the same thing, which is just building up terror really, really effectively. Yeah,
1: it's true. I mean, when you, I think I showed you these tweets right back in like, Maybe September. Yeah. And my heart rate would was always just like at, I don't even know what fast heart rate is, but. Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brett to say this in front of our executive editor. In the middle of the day at the office, <laughs> just reading this whole thing for an hour. Hey, I mean, <laughs> really it paid off. My time and letting it breathe and sink in, but I, you know, it's broad daylight. I'm surrounded by so many people, and I was so terrified. Really? I was, yeah, I was so unsettled and so scared. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, so. it's the
1: pictures that really do it. Yeah. You know.
2: Not even that. I it's sometimes just his, his desperation, just he's like, "I don't know why this is happening. Why is it me?" You know,
1: It follows him to totally. his parents' house, to Japan. Yeah
2: It's what I feel like when I have to do anything. Why is this happening? I'm exhausted. Yeah
1: Matt is very dramatic, as you listeners can probably derived no, i'm cutting that out this because you're tr- you're like Shelley
2: trying TV. to front like you're not the <laughs> worst on this podcast and it's not going down because my name is on it cut that out
0: okay um, guys i'm not cutting anything out yes you podcast. are it takes time to do that except
1: one thing from Ex- earlier except when i make a bad joke that mm. is cut and when i couldn't answer one of your questions yeah. and when you
2: could a selfish monster but congratulations adam ellis but no one <laughs> even heard that Tim, because it's been cut out of the podcast. what do you think uh, of our other episodes um, deserve, most deserve adaptation. Oh my god. Now that, now that Dear David is, has gotten through.
0: Okay, first, I want to give props to Beatrice because Matt okay. and I have have had no proven record of success yet in any of our ideas. We've, we haven't been doing this for very long. We've been doing this for a couple months. None of our ideas have, as of yet, been made into movies. Um, but B is currently batting a thousand. You are one for one. You pitch Dear David. Dear David is Happening. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Obviously, I want to say that movies take time. So maybe, you know, the stories you have pitched are going to happen, just not in two months or three months. So condescending.
2: So, so condescending. condescending. That
1: wasn't meant to so be condescending. condescending. Wow. Oh movies hey, take like years to yeah. come to fruition. We're doing fine.
0: We yeah. like our ideas. We're very
2: proud. One hit them. wonder over here.
1: <laughs> How did that just spiral out of control?
2: Because God punishes, as I always
0: say. <laughs> Uh, but the idea I really, really, really want to see made into a movie is yeah. the Angela Davis story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has an incredible story of being a – it touches on so many issues that are relevant now. She's a black radical woman um, in the 1970s who gets completely framed for something she didn't do and then gets, well, Listen to the podcast. It's an incredible story. Um, I think the Anna Delvey story that we did last Anna I was gonna Delvey. Say that. Um yeah. that is clearly going to be a movie. Yeah. Like TikTok, not, not like we made that happen. Like yeah. that was going to be a movie yeah. no matter mm-hmm. what. Would um,
1: Chloe Grace Moretz be perfect for her? That's what we said. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I said. I think that
2: Chloe's a little too polished. I think it's got to be something a little bit more, not as glamorous inherently. And I
1: have a friend that looks just like her, but she's not an actress. But like a friend that looks just like her—it's scary. Like Anna Delvey or like yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, like Maritz. Anna Delvey. Mm is it is it half maybe it is, is, is. is it she's not from cologne she's russian
0: sure okay russian spoiler we just if you haven't listened to the last episode, we're sorry. We just revealed that Anna Delby, who is pretending to be a German socialite, is actually a Russian socialite. I, I hope that doesn't ruin the for thing. I think that's
1: like a very um, big jump. Yeah, big um, spoiler but though. But also,
2: you know, go back and listen to it. While you're at it, give us five stars on iTunes. It'll really help us out and help oh yeah, some right. of these movies get made.
0: Yeah, we could do more and more of these. I want to mm-hmm. thank some people who gave us five stars on iTunes after listening to the Anna Delby episode. Yeah. That was super cool. That's y'all. so
2: awesome. Um, by the way, Tim didn't return the question, but I'll ask it myself. I think, of all of our episodes <laughs> that should be made. And
1: before. we're out of time. Oh, <laughs>
2: look at that. Oh,
1: bummer. No. Um, breaking
2: news. I have left to shoot this now podcast <laughs> to start my own production company, where and I actually just will. Take over
0: with our perfect record. Cool.
1: Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks die. for being so supportive.
2: Um, the Tylenol All Murders is an amazing yeah. story. I
1: don't think I've heard that one.
2: Well, you don't listen to our podcast, so you'll never come back again. Thank you. Fine. Um, I'll take
1: my... Film prediction
2: <laughs> yes. elsewhere. You're, wa- you're one win and you'll walk across town. One more win um, than you. <laughs> all I do is win, 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 no, no matter, matter what.
1: what.
0: You know, guys, Brian Adams used to have an idea. We all remember Brian Adams, right? Sure, of course. Brian Adams used to want to call his album, Brian Adams has never heard of you either.
1: Amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so That's so funny. You know, I think that, that goes to what we're talking it about. Does. It does. It right also there. reminds me, um, to when Taraji Henson first came it's to... Taraji. Uh, Henson. Oh, I, I'm not a stick of fan who pretends to know her that well. When Taraji B. Sucks Henson um, <laughs> first came to prominence when she was casting Benjamin Button from David Fincher, I, I think for the f- first nine months of her casting, promotion, and awards conversation, all people would ask is, how was it to work with Brad Pitt? Wow. And then I think she did one interview on the Oscar red carpet, and I, may, I have to factor this, but it may have been Seacrest. And he opens his mouth speaking, she goes, "Next time you see Brad Pitt, ask him what it's like to work with me."
0: Whoa, wow. which I
2: think also got over. Sounds like
0: about. it might be a little difficult, right? I know. Well,
2: I just wow. feel like she deserves her own spotlight, which she has now.
1: I would just like to take this moment before we close to say that for all you listeners out there, Matt and I do really like each other, and we're not. We don't. We do talk like this to each other, but it's just out of pure love.
0: It's pure love. And so the listeners can infer from that that neither of you like me. That's fine. That's <laughs> really okay. um, and and to the sound tech, math. thank you, sound technician. <laughs> okay, no, I,
2: Tim Malloy is so it, important. Uh, we all nice, love each other. And it's a very good day for the shit that's now possible.